0: sauce i'm stephanie and i'm igby and we are the cheese mcqueens
1: i just let you have it i know i told y'all i'm not doing it anymore. come on now <laughs> don't be like that it's easier for the editing
0: <laughs> i don't even mess with it welcome 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 <laughs> we are the cheese mcqueens We are covering Married at First Sight Season 14. Thanks for joining along. Uh, We are called the Cheeseman Queens because we're all about that gossip. We want to know everything about all of our Season 14 cast members. So if y'all have any tea on any of those folks, send it our way. You can catch us on social media. We are on Instagram at Cheese McQueens Podcast and on Twitter at Cheese McQueens, where Igby live tweets every Wednesday a uh, ball about the episode. And uh, it's always on and popping over there.
1: It's true. This is true. Today is my 13 year Twitterversary. Oh, man. My Twitter is a teenager. Aww. so i'm not new to this shit <laughs> i've been on there i'm old school twitter i know how it goes love it um all right
0: so let's just hop into the cheese man you got any igby
1: i got nothing <laughs> considering i just talked about how much i be on the internet i was not on the internet this week <laughs> work was too busy i had actual things to do i hear
0: that I only have a few things, and they're not very exciting. Way to hype it up. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. They're not. <laughs> but they are, like, you know, it's just a little little, little dash. So first, I have uh, Married at First Sight fan had posted after-party
1: appearances, which is interesting. Who do you think has been on the most? Maybe Jasmina? I don't know. Mm. I feel like they're all kind of neck and neck. I don't feel like they... I see anybody more than anybody else. Really? I don't know. I disagree. By the time After Party comes on, I'm just like, oh, I'm tired of these people. <laughs> Who's even talking? Keisha. I hear that. She has the most appearances. There. <laughs> I won.
0: So this is 10 episodes but then uh, number 11 just came on, right? So the person with the most appearances is Katina with 6. because She was on this past episode. So Katina and Lindsay has 5. And then everybody else has three, except for Alyssa, who has one, Michael, who has one, and Steve and Noy only have been on twice. Interesting. They've been on twice?
1: I don't even remember Steve being on, and I only remember Noy being on one time. Yeah. Yeah, they're just not, they're just boring. You can't remember. Because, yeah, I feel like (laughs) even if they were on, did they even talk about them?
0: Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) They have nothing of interest to, to... point out um they're just regular regular people let's see what else oh okay so one of jasmina's friends hopped on reddit to defend her she's never seen the show she's a first-time watcher of married at first sight
1: and uh what is jasmina's this friend. jasmina's friend or jasmina's friend <laughs> yeah that's what everybody's saying of <laughs> course
0: but she does say that she w- works with Jasmina, she's a good friend. They they interact almost every day. Is it her friend from the show?
1: I don't know. Do they communicate about communicating? I don't I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think it's that one.
0: <laughs> but you know, she says that she's a really good person, you know, all the things they say about defending the friend, right? Yeah. But she's mostly on there because she has really big concerns about how angry and how weird and obscene people are who are sending jesmina in, in stuff in her DMs like really disgusting things um are popping up in there and it's just very disturbing and nasty is the word and she's just pleading people to stop doing that to which all the reddit people are like we're not going anywhere we we talk shit on reddit <laughs> <laughs> you're in the wrong place for this comment right so i feel bad that sucks um i think somebody even in the comments says that she has she might not even have a stalker
1: which is frightening That's not cool not at all yeah i don't get that like what is the point of doing that dming somebody you don't know you're never gonna talk to who doesn't follow you has nothing to do with you (laughs) why even bother being like hey you're a bitch okay yeah cool story bro. I,
0: I have no idea i don't get a it a lot whatsoever. of people think so
1: <laughs> welcome to the club but that's just like people leaving nasty comments on like somewhere to, to leave nasty comments about us like on our reviews like okay don't I listen s- anymore then
0: <laughs> yeah exactly
1: <laughs> easy instead of complaining <laughs> just turn it off exactly
0: yeah people are
1: taking it too far the i thought we we're streets. taking it
0: too far by like starting a podcast about it but this is taking it way too far
1: <laughs> yeah i have no intentions on trying to hurt these people's feelings right? like personally
0: at, at, you know at the end of the day um what we see on tv is what is curated for us to see on tv we don't know the real version of these people we're just talking shit to have fun this is supposed to be fun and actually going into this person's dms is incredibly insane so people should stop doing that anyway another jasmina topic which is interesting because she hasn't really popped up in any of our cheese chisme in the Mm -hmm. past well someone commented on i don't know what page it was but was just commented on how Michael really brought the romance this episode and he looked good. He had a great presentation. Jasmina should have at least kissed him. And Jasmina commented, said I did kiss him and the producers did not show it. It was on camera and everything. And the producers did not show it. So got to keep the narrative going. I know she has to be the ice queen this, this season. So that's the narrative
1: that they're writing. Yep, even though we did see a softer side this episode. Yeah, but she seemed to be, like, feeling him. Yeah. Yeah. But it couldn't give us, you know, give us an inch. Nope. Not, a Not at all.
0: Last piece of achievement I have is that a person, there was, like, a, a thread on Reddit that was saying, asking if anybody knew any of the cast members, you know, of this season or past seasons. And one person said that they worked with Mark at Gold's gym. Super sweet guy. Always had a crush on so many women, including the person who posted this. And he was just too nervous and too awkward to make any moves on anyone. And he just seemed desperate and lonely. And But she did think that if he ever found a girlfriend, he would be super in love with
1: her and super loyal. So there's that <laughs> yeah i mean none of that is shocking to me at all
0: not not me either um the gym is uh, a terrible place to prey on women so i'm glad he didn't actually follow through yes with any of these crushes or interests
1: because that's creepy and especially if it's your workplace too yeah no uh,
0: yeah that's a good quick way to get fired
1: <laughs> for real yeah, even if it's the staff or just members, no.
0: Yeah, no, don't do that. Don't. <laughs> don't do
1: that. I always think those threads are interesting when the people like come in and say that they know somebody and then that's it. They're like, yeah, I know so-and-so. Yeah, there's no explanation. I went to high school so-and-so. Yeah,
0: there was people like, I went to college, jepti. That was it. Cool.
1: Exactly. Like, <laughs> why did you even post this? If you're not saying anything this is reddit damn it they're asking for a reason (laughs) not a yes or no answer all right well that was
0: quick and dirty let's jump in to the episode you like that
1: no yes you did
0: you liked it (laughs) you liked
1: it it. (laughs) i hate it
0: all right today we are covering season 14 episode
1: 11 igby do you have a title yes i do not at the end of the episode up no. top, <laughs> i can't believe we did that two episodes in a row we're just good like that <laughs> my bad <laughs> okay season 14 episode 11 worst dinner party ever ever <laughs> but was it though i mean for like katina
0: <laughs> but was it real though what
1: do you mean? Was it staged?
0: Oh. We'll get there. I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about that at all. It's all a facade. I know, right? Don't say that. Ruin the magic. But say it later, though. I want to hear about <laughs> Alright, let's start off with some Lindsay and Mark. Your fave. No. <laughs> All right. The episode starts off with the diary cam and Mark said that his employer told him not to come back until filming was done.
1: We were right.
0: Yeah. But like, why?
1: That's the question.
0: (laughs) Why? I thought that's the shirt he was repping, but then we go back to his LinkedIn page and that's not on his LinkedIn page. So maybe that's not the gym he's repping. I don't know. That's
1: what I said.
0: I know. I'm just confused. I'm just reiterating the confusion. Anyway, he says he's looking for new opportunities now, and he hopes Lindsay will understand, because she wasn't his biggest fan of the job anyway. Next time we see them, they're sitting at breakfast, and Lindsay asks Mark what his plans are for the next few weeks. And Mark right away is like, I just need to find a job. Lindsay would like him to take this time and find a job that has good hours and that makes him happy and feels fulfilled which I think is really good advice um she probably makes good money as a nurse and if you know they're married and they plan on going all the way which she plans to go all the way I don't think Mark is there (laughs) yet
1: and yeah I agree like if you have the opportunity to take a break I mean you're in this situation, you don't have to worry about bills because everything's being paid for by production and stuff. Take a week, at least. Right? And I thought that was very a good
0: advice. Yeah. But it sounds like he don't care. He needs to get a job ASAP. Now, here's my question. Does Mark have debt? Is he taking care of his mama? Does he have not, doesn't have any savings? You know, That could be why
1: he's stressing over a job so hard. That's true. I forgot about his mom being in um, assisted living mm-hmm. that, yeah, mm-hmm. he has to probably pay for. Yeah. Out of pocket. Or even like if, well, no, that wouldn't I don't, I don't know if he had any kind of benefits or anything or what. Yeah, I, I don't know. So those are all the things I was thinking of. I
0: was like, you know, why is he being like this? held I mean, Yeah. Uh, of course, people on social media were saying that Lindsay's the type of person who's saying take a breath and then throws it back in your face later on. (laughs) So that could be a lot to it too. Uh, But anyway, so Mark says he can't stay still that long. He has to work. And she says what she, Lindsay says that he should work on getting to know her work on their marriage, you know, things like that work on himself. She says that if they're going to have kids and have a family together, a week to relax and do nothing for himself is probably never going to happen again. So he should take advantage. And to which Mark says, he's not even thinking of kids right now. So that's how far he's thinking with
1: Lindsay right now. And she makes a face. She makes a face. And two, he says that his employer said to come back after filming filming is done. So why Mm -hmm. not just chill you got your lifetime you're getting your lifetime
0: check that's true are you, are you sure but you? we don't know when those come in do we you you had gone over it a
1: while back but yeah, i can't like remember they get, like half at the beginning and half at the end something okay. like that. there is there is an incremental like schedule yeah so he should have a stash
0: of it unless he went and blew it true he did have yeah. to get rid of
1: those bed bugs
0: this is true <laughs> this is true so mark continues and says that everything has shifted in his life it's happening so fast and none of it is in his control. He's going to do what he wants to do when he wants to do it. And what he wants to do right now is finding a job. Lindsay says that what she is hearing from him is that there's too much going on and he can't worry about her or their kids or their marriage. So he's just going to worry about his job and his house and his situation. It's Mark, Mark, Mark. In an ITM, Lindsay says she thinks Mark is overwhelmed. He doesn't, have time to think right now. He's never had a partner who has helped him through hard times or have been supportive. And that's who she is. She's all about that. But at a certain point, she wants to be appreciated and validated. These are her, you know, $10 words that she uses all the time. But back at the table, Lindsay tells Mark that all his plans are his plans and not their plans. Mark and Mark only. She asks if they're going to do any of this stuff together because she can't be the only one trying to make this work because that's not going to work for her and that's where we end that scene not a positive start to this episode (laughs) next we see chris chris and mark are buds now and or he has to fulfill his contractual obligation to come in and do some episodes (laughs) Go away!
1: <laughs> Why are you here? Leave us well, alone. They're legit friends, I think, though. Yeah, they said when Chris was on After Party, he says that he talks to both of them regularly. He's their go-to person. Hmm.
0: That sounds awful for him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I well, don't want really than
1: being me. married to Alyssa. <laughs> being on. Text with Lindsay and Mark (laughs) (laughs) independently bitching about each other. Oh my gosh.
0: Pass. Pass. So Mark is meeting Chris at Seed to Stem, which I looked up, and it is a carefully curated lifestyle and plant boutique shop. They have lifestyle goods, kitchen essentials, bath items, and botanicals. So right up Lindsay's alley. Chris says he loves this shop. I guess he's been a few times. Mark says, uh, "What?
1: Yeah, because he was weird in this scene. He was a little hippy like, dippy." In why it. the hell do you know all of this, <laughs> just offhand? There's, there's more layers
0: to him. We just don't know.
1: I guess I didn't see him as a woo woo person, but I guess he is. It, With his yeah. crystals, does he charges in the moonlight and shit? <laughs> But that could be, someone could say the same thing about me. I have my little crystals around my house. I don't don't charge them in the moonlight, but I have (laughs) some. I don't have any
0: crystals. We'll get you one. I'm I'm good. I'm good, really. What am I going to do with it? Do what I do. Just have it laying around. I
1: don't want clutter on my desk. There's certain stones that do certain things. Like, I have one in my purse, and it's supposed to be for abundance. I have one that's uh, on my desk that's supposed to be about communication, so that it sits on my keyboard. There's one that's supposed to be good for sleep, so that's on, like, my headboard. Ah. Uh, They're intentional. Okay. But you so, don't have to really do anything.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> they I don't do want to, the work. Wait, that's what I want. I don't. I want low-maintenance rocks. Crystals. <laughs> Crystals. <laughs> That's what I want, and out of a toddler's reach, preferably.
1: Well, that's up to you.
0: <laughs> I definitely want the one in my purse, I'll take that okay. all the way. All right, so Mark says it's their one month anniversary, and he needs to get Lindsay a gift. In an ITM, he says that they're going away this weekend, and going into the weekend, he doesn't want to worry about work, he's going to focus on Lindsay. And he invited Chris to that shop to help him pick out a gift. Chris always puts him in a good mood. And he was one of the first guys he met when they first started this big old journey. So uh, they walk in and automatically Chris is like, how about some matching wolves? No, no. <laughs> but if there was cats, Mark would be all about it. Mark says that the store reminds him of Lindsay's apartment, which 100% yes. Chris suggests that he gets an ecoterium. And that he adds stones so that there's more meaning to the gift. He starts reading off a few descriptions, and then he gets to one that's about libido and marks like, "No, no, 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 I'm thinking. I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> now how do you take this? How do you take that? That their sex is good and plentiful? Um, she is pushing him too much to have sex, and he's kind of kaput, or it's bad sex
1: i think she's pushing him too much
0: like it's too like it's just like she wants it all the time yeah
1: mm, okay yeah i can see that i mean she's already talked about whacking it twice already. <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's not into it
0: <laughs> that's true i forgot about that oh lord And at ITM, Mark says he hopes that Lindsay appreciates the gift and hopes it shows her how he appreciates who she is as a person. She's listened to, she's valued, and these are all things she's been expressing that she doesn't feel at the moment. He wants to do something that's important to her. So after they do their shopping, they sit down to chat and Chris asks Mark how everything's going and how he's feeling now that he's a month in. Mark says, it's an interesting situation which is like a terrible thing to say about a marriage. Um, So that should tip Chris off right there. Chris says the last time he saw them was at the bowling alley. And then they showed the bowling alley clip, which was, you know, awful and awkward. Mark says like after that, they went home, didn't talk or argue. They just went to bed. The next day it was still like super awkward. They talked. She apologized for making him feel a certain way which was the first time she apologized for her actions. I I can't see that, but (laughs) do you think that actually happened?
1: I don't know. It's
0: hard to say. So, uh, yeah. So that was the first time she apologized. And then right after this, he's like, but I'm not in love with her. She hasn't expressed that she loves him either, which she has on the catamaran or the bus ride or something like that. Mm -hmm. But he says there's still a lot of time. Uh, things can change for him. She has said things in text and in person. There's things that she's done that he is not sure he can get over. And he has never said that he's done in any of their conflicts. And she says, I'm done all the time. And she does say that. I think she even says it in the next preview.
1: Yeah. Because she walks out mm-hmm. in her full length dress. That was weird. <laughs> He says, but if he was to say that he's done,
0: like, she would just shut down. And so it's just a really tough and awkward situation. Chris asks how he feels emotionally going into the weekend. And Mark's, you know, just saying he's going to show her a good time. He wants to make sure she feels really appreciated. He's not ready to dial it up beyond talk about you know, the future or their aspirations together or anything like that, because he's unsure of how things are going to work out. He's not there yet whatsoever, which in that mindset, I think it's just not going to work out. Right. Cause pastor cow is always saying, well, you're already thinking divorce when you're thinking like that. So just not looking great for them, in my opinion.
1: No, you're right. And- <laughs>
0: And, <laughs> That's and what the t- TV is right right and at night TM, mark says he's not ready to tell Lindsay he loves her because there are too many ups and downs there are things about her that he can possibly overlook if he gets to a certain place particularly her knee-jerk reactions to and her negativity and and her her she's really quick to throw a jab and he just hates it But only time will tell to see if he can get over that and get past that. Mark says that he has to be true to himself because if he's true to himself, he's true to her and hopefully she respects that. And Chris says that's the best he can do. And that's where their little bromance date ends. And then we get to this one month anniversary scene. Mark is taking Lindsay in a car ride and she's curious and excited he's she's asking him if this is something that they're for both of them, or is this just for her and he says, like, "Nope, it's all you. This trip is all about you, baby in an i t m Lindsay says that this morning Mark just packed the car, told her that he had a surprise for their month anniversary, and she's just super excited, so they're in the car and she's trying to look at the g p s to figure out where they're going. She keeps touching the buttons and annoying Mark, and he says he's gonna break her fingers. Aww.
1: Oh, so romantic.
0: Romantic. yeah. <laughs> In another ITM, Lindsay says she feels great that Mark is trying to do something for her or to do something kind for her. What really matters to her is when someone pays attention. She wants to feel appreciated and cared for and she hopes Mark can show her this on that trip. She asks if they're going to some hippie sound bath shit because she doesn't want to do that. <laughs> Which is surprising. Which is really surprising. And if he did take her to that, would she like, oh, this is great. Or would she say, I don't want to do this. I don't know. So he tells her, nope, it's an interesting little campsite. There's a fire pit and they're going to have some s'mores. And she just loves it. She thinks it's really cute. So thanks to Reddit, I did find where they went. Ah, look at you being like me. (laughs) I know. I was channeling my inner Igby. So it is called Forest Z Library Teepee and Pizza Oven, and it is a finalist for the Best of Twenty Twenty Two Cabin Best Hip Camp Massachusetts. How much okay. do you think this is? Yeah. <laughs> How much do you think it is a night? Uh, three hundred bucks. No, it's a very modest one hundred and thirty nine dollars.
1: Not
0: bad. Just yeah. regular hotel rate. About. <laughs> So pretty, pretty modest, but you have to bring like your own stuff. Everything. like Yeah. You like sleeping bags or anything to sleep on all your comforters and, and whatnot. It says there's only one room that is stove warmed, but it's cozy. And uh, yeah, you have to bring everything. So it is, it's glamping, but no, it's not. Right.
1: Okay. Yeah. It's just a TV. Like, I would want to stay in one of those teepees, but it needs to have a bed in it.
0: Yeah. Well, I think they sleep in that, in the other part. So there's the teepee, there's, like, the oven, and then there's, like, a little red house, and that's where the, that's where you sleep, I think. Or that's where there's, like, a little library, too. In the little red house. I don't know. It looks cute, but, yeah, I need an actual bed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would not like this at all.
1: (laughs) I'd like it for the gram and that's about it not even for that <laughs> you know i post once every quarter i don't give a shit about instagram <laughs> all right but you have a different aesthetic than i do this is true this is true
0: so in an itm mark says it's important to him that Lindsay feels appreciated this weekend because how she feels about the, mer- the marriage at the moment He wants her to have a peaceful time and at least have one day where it's all about her, which is right up her alley, too. That she wants everything all about her. I mean, who doesn't? Ah, Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I think Lindsay takes it to the extreme. (laughs) (laughs) She wants the dinner to be all about her. She wants, you know, life to be all about her. (laughs) So... She's excited and she tells him that and he tells her there's no internet. And she says she loves that too. They start walking around. There's a grill. She wants to make pizza in the pizza oven in an ITM. She tells uh, us that Mark is not a camper. And so this is like a really great compromise. It has all the bells and whistles and this is exactly how she'd want to spend her anniversary. They go in a teepee And he says they're going to have a snack there later. And then there's another surprise after dinner. And another ITM, Lindsay says that it's quiet. There's a lot of nature sounds, which she likes. She feels so comfortable there right now. And she's just in love with the location. She starts building fire. You, You can tell, like, this is not her first rodeo. She knows what she's doing. She knows how to build a fire. And she asks Mark, What's the longest he's ever, has ever spent in the woods? And he says, this. (laughs) I guess he's never, never been outdoorsy, I guess. That would be me. (laughs) And she can't believe it. But then this fool starts blowing on the fire and she's just like cackling and cracking up and asking what is it, what he's doing. He's like, yeah, you got to get air in there. How does he know this? TV, duh. All right, or or maybe they build fires on the beach or something, right? I don't know what the laws are up up there. But yeah, she's just cracking up. And he says it's going to make it bigger. And that he can really feel the heat now. Ew. And then she says, you better believe it. Oh, Lindsay. Never misses a moment to be weird. Next time we see them, they are making pizzas. Again 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 hey i'm not mad pizza sounds amazing
1: right now hopefully there's no cat hair this time oh my god gross
0: yeah you know there's cat hair oh my gosh short story my old neighbor made me soup one time cuz i was sick and i was like oh that's so nice and like first first spoonful there's like dog hair i'm like ah. i was like i have a dog it happens it's just one hair right so i just spit it out whatever put my spoon in again another dog hair and then i was like gross 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 and i spit it, and i didn't put it in my mouth of course but i and then i scooped again another dog hair and then because I because the dog made the soup i guess oh either way i dumped all the soup out and just told her thank you <laughs> yeah, so gross gnarly so gross anyway so, yeah, you know, five cats. There's cat hair in every. Absolutely. Office. It's so gross. So gross. Anyway. Uh, at ITM, Lindsay says that there is a learning curve with their pizzas. It's hard to move floppy dough. They've had rocky times and flimsy crusts, but the pie is still good. And maybe that's a metaphor for their marriage. So then they start eating and Mark tells her that he has some surprises for her. He wanted to do something special to let her know that he pays attention and he appreciates her. She starts opening the presents and she pulls out the plant. And right away she's like, I'm going to put this in my bathroom. He tells her that he picked specific stones that mean something. So she starts pulling out all the little descriptions. So the ones he picked are bumblebee jasper, which helps accept it, accept change. Which helps to accept change, increase self-esteem, and help make decisions. Snakeskin Jasper will protect and calm and guard and guard her against negativity. Crazy Lace Agate is the laughter and uh, is the laughter stone and wards off the evil eye. And an ITM Lindsay says she loves the terrarium. She's always wanted one and has never bought one for herself. And this, she loves the stones, too, because she knows that he's a meaningful guy and that he picked them with intention. She loves everything. She thanks them. She really likes them. And, and some of the stones she says she's never seen. Mark asked her if she thought two weeks ago that they'd be happy doing this. And she says, yeah. She felt that there was a moment where they shifted their gears and understood that she can hear what he has to say without trying to defend or rationalize it at first. What about you? Same question. She asks him the same thing. He thinks that as time went on each week, he just tried to learn how she texts, and he felt like communication was, was really tough for them. As each week went by, he got to know her more and more and got to understand her and get comfortable with her to the point where he thinks that they don't really argue anymore. And it's just more or less like a laugh and joke situation with him now, which is interesting because cause he just told Chris that he doesn't love her. He doesn't know if it's going to work out. And here he is like telling her, you know, we're good now. We just, all we do is laugh and joke. It's cool.
1: I don't know. Don't like it. Yeah. I feel like. He's just trying to ride it out at this point. Like, don't I even. Yes, but like,
0: why it's be not so not even fake? worth the
1: bother to fight her. <laughs> I guess.
0: He says that the gift he's given and the place he took her to is 100% Lindsay through and through. And she knows that this means he has hurt her and he's trying to give her affection in the way that he knows how. And Lindsay just thinks this is very thoughtful. And uh, yeah, that's, that's about it on their, their little getaway for that part. But then we go back and they start going through the little box uh, basket from the experts and they look at their wedding album. They're in the teepee now. So they're in the teepee now. They're going through the wedding album and he has it all set up to show their wedding day video. And Lindsay is just like overcome with this. She says in, in an ITM that she has a rush of memories they were just enjoying each other that day and she just thinks she looks great in that dress. She says, man, that dress was something. They showed the part with their vows, which is interesting because they left out all the crude stuff, she says. Of course. During during the vows and the ring exchange. <laughs> they just show the sweet parts. And an DM Mark says that he's looking at their wedding like if they were kids. They're They've grown so much over the time and I've gone through so many ups and downs. Now knowing who she is and watching her on that day, it's nice to see her in such a happy place. And she thinks it's really cute and he says it's really cool, just looking back on everything. She asks what he's thinking about now, you know, that he's seen that. And he starts to get really emotional. He says it's just surreal. And he starts like tearing up and in an ITM. Mark says that Lindsay has grown to be like his best friend and someone he cares about someone he wants to protect from bad things and that she's a really good person. And they go back to Mark and he has like this really deep thinking face. And again, Lindsay asks what's going on. He says that he just feels bad for all the fights that they've been through. It's nice to see her so happy in the video. He thinks that the, Last four weeks have been really tough. He's thinking of all that she's told him about her life and all the pain that she's been through. And again, he's like tearing up and sniffling. He says it hurts to know that she had all that pain and it just hits home for him so much because he vowed to always protect her. When he sees her happy, she's like really happy. And you know, you're just such a sweet person. And the ITM with Lindsay, she says... That she's seen Mark get emotional a few times in the relationship already. But it is nice to see him take a step back that night and see that he's really showing emotion. She thinks that he's probably feeling some regret for him to look at the video and be like, oh, wow. It gave him some perspective and that he should look at their relationship with a little grace when it comes to them. She tells him, they cut back to the to the scene and she tells him that she just got a little burnt out that day when he came back from work. She had no idea what happened. She felt a shift and she thinks that it's more to do with everything that's going around him. And he agrees. He says everything was just shaken up. She says it wasn't, she agrees, like it's a big week. And Mark says that Work is such an important thing right now. He's going to try and be open-minded when it comes to all the changes. And night and team with Mark, they finish the scene and finish all their scenes for this episode. And he says that so far, the week has been pretty good. They're getting closer. Where they want to live and work is going to really come into play now for the rest of their marriage. He thinks they're both open to conversation no matter where they are. He thinks they've grown in comfortability and trust, and he thinks that they can work it out, which is completely different from what he just told Chris. Forget that part. Right? He's just like, I don't love her. We'll see. I don't can't even see how this is going to
1: end. And here
0: he is saying, she's like my best friend. I
1: tell her everything. What? He met with Chris on Monday, but now it's Friday. Oh, okay. So everything's changed. Gotcha. It's just kind of ridiculous. That's Mark and Lindsay.
0: This is true. I'm not going to argue with that. All right. Let's go to good old boring Noy and Steve. (laughs)
1: It's noisy. The most exciting couple on this season.
0: I'm so tired of their same argument over and over. Steve, just show her. A bank account. Any bank account. He's okay.
1: <laughs> Steve Millionaire is okay. <laughs> so Steve is meeting up with his brother to play basketball and to get some advice. I forgot how cute his brother is. He's cute. He's cuter than Steve. He's cuter than Steve, but yeah.
0: Like well, that's what I'm
1: comparing it to. Mm. <laughs> Okay, I'll agree with you on that. (laughs) I'll allow it. (laughs) Steve says that after a month of marriage, he didn't think it would be perfect or expect them to have no issues. They've been doing pretty good, but Steve wants to meet with his brother, Jeff, who's been married for 10 years. So hopefully he can uh, give him good advice on what he can do to be a better husband. We see the guys sit down on the bench and Jeff asks Steve how living together has been going so far. He starts talking about how Noi was cool at first with him not having a job right now, but now that they're back from the honeymoon, she's expecting a lot from him. He makes breakfast for her in the morning. He takes the dog out, does what else needs to be done around the house. And Jeff says, oh, that's so domestic of you.
0: You know, if he does, this this is how it works. If you do not have a job,
1: This is your job. So I would expect him to do all those things too. And Steve wonders if this is going to be his new role in their relationship. Is he going to be the one to do everything from here on out? Then he says their (laughs) other issue. (laughs) (laughs) He says their other issue was Noodlegate. He -hmm. talks about how upset Noi got and shut down on him. Once that happened, he gave her some space. Uh, he says that she tends to lean on her friends. He thinks that if, well, when she shuts down, she'll go and talk it out with her friend, and then they come up with a solution. But Steve <laughs> thinks she should be talking to him <laughs> first. Why do you want to talk to everybody except me? Yeah, which makes total makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Jeff tells him that this is a both t- a tough time for both of them because they're still getting to know each other, and there's a lot of communication that needs to happen right now more than ever. But at the same time, he shouldn't have to walk on eggshells either. They go to an ITM with Jeff and he says he thinks the fights that Steve and Noy have been having are because they're still getting to know each other. They just need to give it some time. They go back to the bench and he tells Steve that there isn't if there's an issue that comes up, you should address it. You should address the smallest thing that you can because once you start going at it, and start using certain kind of language, you're never gonna get anything resolved. Try to handle it in a microcosm. What's the smallest thing that you can fix in the moment? Steve agrees and says that he thinks baby steps are the way to go because when he tried to take it head on and address it with Noi, she was not into it at all. <laughs> um, Jeff tells him that you know it's hard to get out of a habit and it's hard to change for anybody In a voiceover, we hear Steve say that the first month has been a lot of challenges, lots of ups and a few downs. But as long as they keep working on their problems and keep getting back to a good place, he thinks they'll be fine. Back at the bench, Steve says that he's trying to just keep it cool for the next few days because he doesn't want there to be tension or for them to be having problems during their one month anniversary. So he's just going to try to keep it on the low for the next few days. And fingers crossed, he gets some kisses. Cute. so then we see noi has a similar exchange she's meeting up with her friend sammy who she hasn't seen in a while it's been since the honeymoon i believe or the housewarming mm-hmm. uh, sammy says which
0: is only like what two weeks It they're on their month anniversary it's two weeks
1: <laughs> you know what i
0: mean
1: no, so oh my long. god i haven't seen you in so long get out of here well Sammy is still thinking about the food at the housewarming because it was so bomb.
0: Dang, they threw it down. Apparently.
1: So they start to get into the nitty gritty, and Sammy asks Noi how she feels one month in. She says that it's crazy, but it's been pretty good. If she had to measure it, she would say it was 80% great, but then there's 20% where it's like, ugh. <laughs> That's a direct quote. It is. (laughs) And (laughs) it goes through any language. (laughs) We know exactly what she's saying. Mm -hmm. So Sammy asks her if she wants to talk about the good stuff or the bad stuff. And Noi says she would rather focus on the good. So Sammy says they'll sandwich the bad in between (laughs) as a compromise. So Noi goes on to say that Steve is super sweet. Uh, We've learned that since Steve has admitted that he loves Noi, he says it to her all the time, all day, every day. Cute. She feels like Steve understands her on a soul level, which is really special because that's not something you can always find in a partner. She says that he can get frustrated in their arguments, but usually he is the one that fixes the issues when they have them. Like, he's willing to take the L in the argument if that means it can be done and they don't have to carry it, you know, into the next day. They just right. are able to move on. Uh, then the waitress brings over some delicious salad and a pizza. hmm I saw that. I saw that, too. And mm-hmm. Sammy asks about the other 20%. In the past, they had discussed Steve's job situation, and Sammy asks if there's been any updates there. Noi says not really and it's hard for her because this is her husband and they're trying to build a life together. She has to encourage him to figure stuff out and to be more ambitious, if not for himself, for her and their potential family. She says that she does not want to be the sole breadwinner in the marriage. That is not something she ever wanted. She wants an equal partner who can bring what she's bringing to the table because that's fair. So Sammy asks, if nothing changes... What would she say on decision day? Noy says she loves Steve, but love isn't everything. Love don't pay the bills, baby.
0: (laughs) But that's the thing. Has he asked her for any money whatsoever? Not that we know I think she's she's blowing this so out of proportion. Like, I get it 100%. Like, I don't want to get stuck with all the bills either. That sounds terrible. But if they're not even... This is a conversation they should have had. Two weeks ago yeah. like come on but it sounds, it sounds like she avoids the conversations
1: though we'll get into that all right uh sammy says that she agrees she says that they're both big romantics but she cautions noi to be weary of falling in love with the idea of what steve could be versus who he actually is mm. noi says she knows that they're doomed to fail if they don't address these issues and they end the scene on a dramatic note oh we know each other too well they know so the next scene is date night steve has planned the one month anniversary we see them walking near the river and he tells noi that he knows that she's only been in boston less than two years so he wanted to take her into the city
0: Okay, so here's the thing, too. When he said that, I was like, okay, so that means he's no, she's known these friends for two years. And I'm not disqualifying their friendship or anything like that. But she has a fight with her husband. And then she's got to go to her friends of two years to discuss how they can fix it. And then bring that solution back to the husband. It just seems like a little strange, don't you think? I didn't even think about it. <laughs> well, I just thought it was You know, I thought, you know, our friendship is long. I can't even know. I don't even know how many years. I don't know what year it is. So it's 22 years. Yeah. That's a long friendship. Have I ever asked you to address anything in my marriage? Nope. Exactly. Nor would I bring (laughs) stuff to you. Right? (laughs) It's just, it's very strange that that's her, her fallback plan. Yeah. It's weird. I
1: guess. I just, yeah, I didn't even think about it because I know it's something I I have no concept of it. (laughs) So it didn't even cross my mind. (laughs) I keep my business to myself. Same. Uh, But nonetheless, they stopped to exchange gifts. In a voiceover, Steve says that their first month of marriage has been a lot of good memories, but it's also been pretty challenging. Every time they come back together after having an issue they grow stronger as long as they keep working through their problems and getting back on track they'll be just fine just as he said before Mm -hmm. so steve gives noi her gift first and he's gotten family matching leopard print outfits (laughs) she (laughs) opens the box and there's like a leopard print dog jacket for sushi And then, like, a top for her. And he says that he also ordered himself a button-down so they can all coordinate one day. (laughs) I don't know why you would pick leopard print for a family photo, but okay. I was hoping that this is
0: something they, like, joked about before. And maybe that's, like, it's an inside
1: joke. Because otherwise, it's just kind of strange. It is. Because even... (laughs) She laughs, and she says she doesn't own anything leopard print, so I don't even know why <laughs> he picked this. Yeah, it's, it's a little strange, little out there. In a voiceover, Noy says that she thinks her husband is pretty wonderful, and she can tell he took time picking out the gift. It's very sentimental and sweet, but before decision day, they need to have a good productive conversation about their finances. She wants him to work towards a goal. Then we see Steve opens his gift, and she's gotten him a Polaroid camera. Mm -hmm. Apparently, he was going back and forth about which camera he wanted to buy, since, I guess, Polaroids are different sizes now. I guess. I have no idea. But I guess he made a decision, and then she got him the other camera that he was debating against. So now he has both. Uh, So at that point, they get it all loaded up and take a selfie I bet they have so many selfies. Like, Noi is that person.
0: hmm.
1: And, well, you it saw looks it like on Steve their little too.
0: scavenger hunt, they were already taking selfies. Yes. Yeah. That's
1: what Good I'm saying. Too. I bet there's so many pictures. Like, that's just her phone is just full of selfies. <laughs> yeah. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, we get to the actual date. It's nightfall now. And they're going on a boat cruise. Of course, I looked it up. Oh, This is Boston Electric Boats. So this would cost you $647 plus tax and fee if you need need a captain. But if you... And I think it includes six people can be on the boat. Mm -hmm. If you don't need... A captain. It's only five ninety nine, and they hold a five hundred dollar incidental fee on your card in case you mess up the boat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going to talk about you. Don't watch Below Deck.
0: I don't. Sorry. Yeah,
1: there was a lady on last week who put on a ton of bronzer all over her body and then sat on a white couch.
0: <gasps>
1: oh no. <laughs> And then was like, I don't know who did that. When, it came, when the <laughs> captain was like, oh, we can't get this out. So you're going to have to, we're going to bill you for it. She's like, I don't know. Then she tried to get the other people on the boat. She's like, we'll just all split it. And they're like, no. You oh fucking- <laughs> my God. <laughs> that's awesome. So yes, that's why they hold incidental on your card. <laughs> gotcha. But it seems like really popular. I looked at their calendar and they don't have any dates until May. So oh, if this is something you wanted to do, book it ASAP. Or is it booked or is it because it's too cold? No, and they boss? operate in the winter. Oh, okay. The only time they cancel is like bad, like inclement weather. Hmm. And then... Do you,
0: do you think these guys came up with these excursions by themselves? No. Yeah. Not at all. I don't either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because... Elijah one didn't come up with anything, and they probably did that on purpose to make him look bad,
1: right? Well, we find out later he did get her huh. a gift. Oh, really? Yeah, they, she set him an after party. Oh. Yeah. He got her the Pandora bracelet, and then he's been getting her charms for it. So he got her a charm for the month anniversary. Yeah. He didn't get her the bracelet. He got her the, he bracelet her the bracelet at the wedding. Yeah. And then, yeah, he's been adding charms to it.
0: No, I don't care about that. Like, I'm saying... Each guy planned a little thing, except for Olajuwon. Do you think that's on purpose, so that we as the viewer think that Olajuwon's the jerk for not planning something for his wife? Katina said she wanted to plant it. Okay. I'm just saying, where the seed's planted. Oh, Katina, you should plant it. You're such a good planner. I don't, I
1: don't know. care that much. That's just my... <laughs> my that's, that's my theory. But... Back at the boat, Steve has brought dinner for them and he's kind of plating it up, which you can do on this boat. You can also decorate if you want to. Cute. Noy says that they're going out on the water and they have a ton of sushi. She's in love with life. <laughs> <laughs> and in ITM, she says that she's really excited and surprised that Steve set all this up for them. She says that this is the most creative and adorable date idea to celebrate their one month anniversary. Back on the boat, we see that they have sushi and they toast a roll, basically, to one month of married bliss, and they (laughs) kind of clink chopsticks. Then we see a montage of them having dinner, and you know the city is the perfect backdrop. All the lights are up and everything. Steve is kind of playing tour guide. He tells her about the Boston Tea Party and Hood Milk and the Children's Museum, and he says maybe... In a few years, they'll come back there. I'm pretty sure he meant the children's museum, but Noy says for ice cream. <laughs> uh, then she switches up the conversation and says, isn't it crazy? We've been together for a month. Doesn't it feel like it's been a couple of years? Jeez. <laughs> and Steve says, no, it hasn't felt like it's only been one month at all. She thinks it feels like it's been so much longer because they've had a lot of big relationship landmarks like meeting the family, living together, getting married, and all of that forced them to get close fast. Steve says it also made them work through things really fast. He, he says when he talks to his friends, he's reminded of the fact that these types of arguments that they've been having would usually come several months into a relationship, but because they've been together so much... It's easy to see that not only would these arguments be coming up, that they would have to deal with them immediately because they're stuck there together. You can't just go home. She agrees and says that the stakes are higher for them because you can't just walk away, even though she did that one time, but whatever. (laughs) Steve rephrases it and says, Well, you can't walk away for that long. They, oh, he says, when they talk about what's happened so far in regards to expect, expectation versus reality. Does she feel like this is what she pictured in her mind? Or was she picturing something different from her marriage? Noy says that it's been harder than she thought it would be, but it's also been a lot more rewarding at the same time. She knew the experts would find her someone that met the criteria she had, but she didn't know it would be this good. That shocked her. Even up until that day, she didn't think they would actually find someone that was her match in every way. And Steve says that she's his best case scenario, too. Aww. Back in her ITM, Noi says that the one month, making it one month in this process is a huge milestone because it marks the halfway point to decision day. It's forcing them to really think seriously about the future of their marriage and how they want to make their marriage successful. So have to think about that timeline. It's pretty wild that within a month, they have to make a decision whether they're going to stay married or not. And that's kind of a big deal. Back on the boat, Steve asks if there's anything he can do in terms of helping her for the rest of the experiment. She says that they need to work on some type of plan about what's next, like what he's going to do for work. What are their expectations (laughs) around money? Those are big topics they need to address before making a final decision. She says again, If they don't have these discussions, they're setting themselves up to fail. And then Steve asks her if she noticed his effort in trying to have those conversations. She says yes. And he continues saying that she's really been crazy busy at work and he gets that. And he's doing his best to make it happen because he is trying to find a solution and work through the problem. He's doing the best that he can. You can't expect somebody to change overnight, but you can expect somebody to try. And she says, okay. So what does that even mean? Who's not
0: saying what they need to say?
1: Both of them. (laughs) And I don't, yeah, I don't understand this concept. Okay, you're saying we need to have this conversation. Then do it. Instead of just saying we need to have the conversation. Actually initiate the conversation. Well, maybe not at their one-man dinner, but yeah. This should have been addressed a long time ago.
0: Yes, I agree. I agree.
1: But that's Stephen Noy. Good and boring as usual. Yeah. Same old conversation. That they're gonna just have again next week, as we see in the uh, episode description.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Not next week, but the week after. Yes.
1: The week after.
0: All right. Let's go to something surprising. Jasmine and Michael had a really good episode. (laughs) They did. I was surprised, surprised. So we start off with Michael. He's meeting up with his friend Travis at their apartment. Um, Of course, everybody has to stop and say hi to Mr. Feeney because he's just so cute.
1: He had on his little glasses earlier.
0: I know. So cute. Anyway, Mm -hmm. Travis asks how married life is because that's the rule when the friend comes into a conversation. (laughs) That's the first thing they ask.
1: That's why we're giving you $100. <laughs> Here's your Amazon gift card. <laughs> I'll take it.
0: All right, I'm saying. Uh, Michael says that married life is like a huge roller coaster. A big, steep, fast roller coaster. <laughs> they were all smiles at the wedding, and then reality hit them in the face to let them know that it wasn't going to be easy. They've had arguments, they're trying to figure out how to communicate with each other, what their needs are, and then they had this really huge breakthrough. So one of the issues for him was that he felt that she was not being vulnerable. And to his surprise, she admitted that she's purposely not being vulnerable because she felt like his effort levels were not enough for her. The friend says, why be vulnerable with someone who's not in there? not in it 100%. And Michael agrees. But he thought it was funny because he thought he was putting in effort. He changed his schedule for Mr. Feeney. He was paying attention to her likes and her dislikes, but none of that was really connecting with Jasmina. So he was getting pissed off all by himself because she wasn't seeing his efforts. But after their conversation last week, he realized that He needs to figure out what she needs, not what he feels like she needs. He was doing what he thought a husband should do, but it was not what Jasmina wants or needs. His friend says that he doesn't know what she really needs if he's not talking to her. He's never going to find that out that way. Michael says that he's looking forward to seeing different sides of her because he feels like there's so much more to her that he doesn't know. And that really excites him. He says it's like peeling back an onion. She has a presence, not just how beautiful she is, her presence like as a whole. She walks into the room and commands attention and he loves that. He can see her that spending time with her would only make him grow. Anytime he's slipping, she's going to let him know ASAP. That's what he needs. And she has all the qualities that he's been looking for. And while he's saying this, they have like this Jasmina montage of her just being glamorous and beautiful. (laughs) In an ITM, Travis says it's good to catch up with Mike and that he sees that he's in the right space for making this work. He's stepping up to the plate to put a smile on her face. And he just hopes that Jasmina notices that and appreciates it they go back to them on the couch Michael says that they're coming up on their one month anniversary and he wants to make it really really romantic she's seen some romantic Mike but not super romantic Mike and if this doesn't connect with her he's got nothing else and that's where they end the scene with Travis next we see Michael he got up early he put some pink rose petals everywhere, lit some candles, laid out the breakfast and charcuterie, and he gently woke his wife up. That's how you do it. <laughs> he did good. Yeah. Did you notice that Michael has a Harry Potter tattoo? You know I'm not going to know what the fucking
1: Harry Potter tattoo. He has a
0: Harry Potter tattoo Little on loser. the back of his arm.
1: I noticed the tattoo, but I have no idea that it's Harry Potter i'm just super surprised it's a harry potter tattoo what is it doesn't seem like a
0: i'm not gonna explain it to you
1: well then why the hell did you bring it up (laughs) i'm just saying you knew damn well i wasn't gonna know that was a harry potter (laughs) tattoo
0: it's a whole thing like it's a story and everything i'm not gonna explain that to you look it up
1: fuck off (laughs) (laughs) read a book damn it one not for children Anyway, in an ITM,
0: Mike says that their one-month anniversary is very important. At times, they were both checked out of their marriage, and he just wants to reignite the spark that they felt on their wedding day. They were both at their peak at their wedding day. They both wanted a life partner. They both wanted to share their lives with somebody. They both wanted a family, and he thinks that they both have to have those thoughts going forward for the next four weeks that they have left. And she loves it. Like they go back to her walking into the room and she's just bananas over it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: She is gushing and smiling. And I i don't know if this was it, I think she'd be okay, <laughs> but there's more.
1: Yeah.
0: In an ITM, Jasmina says that she could tell he put in a lot of thought into this. He knows she's a sucker for presentation and this looks like she did it. It's just really beautiful. <laughs> So funny. He did do a good job. It looks great, yeah. Do you think production helped him? No.
1: Okay, I think he did it himself. <laughs> he cut. He, Michael. He may not have cut the fruit himself, but he put it on the board himself. He took the wrapper off the Danish. We saw him do that. <laughs> That's he true. made some eggs. But did they stick to the pan like? Coutinho? Oh my God, we're gonna get to that. <laughs>
0: anyway I told (laughs) y'all you did they start looking at the wedding album together and laughing and joking in an ITM with Jasmina she says looking back at their wedding pictures helps her remember how much fun they had that day how much they liked each other it was a beautiful day in general and it just makes her wish that it was like that this whole past month But now they're in a great place. So she hopes that they can continue on in this space and build a deeper bond. She's very excited for what he has planned for the day. At this point, he shows her the framed vows. He tells her that those vows were when they were strangers. And then he hands her this pink journal and asks her to rewrite her vows. Because they are going to recite them to each other later that night. With Mike uh, in an ITM says it's important for them to rewrite their vows and he's excited about it. He thinks it's going to reignite the spark they both felt during their wedding ceremony. He hopes this will give them a fresh start. He's looking forward to the future and continuing this hot streak they have going on and continuing to build the connection that they're both looking for. Back at uh, the little breakfast bar, he tells her that the surprises aren't over yet and that the day has just begun. They toast to new beginnings, starting fresh with their new vows and getting the spark back. All right. And then the next scene is just so cute. They're back at the place where they got married. And it's just really beautifully set up. There's a cellist. She's all smiles. She's very happy. They Hmm? look great. They look amazing. They're so cute. And they look good together. I'm really glad they're getting along. Uh, not to jump ahead, but in the preview, she's like, "Yeah, I'm not feeling him, really, because you were feeling him hard this day."
1: <laughs> you know how it is when, <sighs> when you're married. That's how night. they are. When it's good, it's great, <laughs> and when they're not, it's trash. Like there's just no middle ground.
0: I, I wonder, like, if that conversation was had right after an argument or something like that.
1: Who knows? With this show and the editing, she could have said mm-hmm. that two weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh, man. So she's all smiles. She says she's very happy and surprised. And just looking out over everything, it looks very different from the day they got married. Mike says he remembers her walking down the aisle and crying. And she tells him, yeah, and you saw me and you, I took your breath away. <laughs> she I wasn't mean, wrong. She, she, yeah, he did say, whoa. He tells her that the plan for them is to recite their vows have their first dance, eat a meal together, and recreate the spark that they had on their wedding day. They're in such a good place right now, and he's hoping this will take them to the next, next level. And she tells them this is very beautiful. It's a beautiful thought. So they toast and recite their vows. So Jasmina's vows are that from this day forward, she promises to give him 100% in everything she does, She vows to stop fighting with him and fight for both of them. She promised to trust him in life and even in the kitchen when he cooks. And he interrupts and says, are you sure you can keep that promise? She continues and says that she dead-ass promises to make him feel heard. She vows to accept him unconditionally. She vows to not cut him off. She promises that the safe space she will create will create a beautiful life for them as well. She promises to light up his life like the candles he do every night. And he says, ooh, I like that. (laughs) So, and he says, that was very nice. He really liked her vows. Then it's Michael's turn. And he says, 30 days ago, they met as strangers. Marriage has been a roller coaster. A very fast, very scary, very uncomfortable roller coaster. But the beauty of it is that neither of them have gotten off. They are still on this ride together. He promises to give her 110% effort every day. He promises to talk with her and not at her. But most importantly, he vows to treat every day like decision day. And she says, that was beautiful. It was. And, just,
1: and I think this was a cute idea. Since they're you know really committing to this idea of starting fresh, let's yes. start fresh for real. Let's renew our all vows all the way back. Yes. So I thought that was cute. It was a good idea.
0: It is a really good idea. I love it. And she loved it. Mm-hmm. And an ITM Mike says that saying his new vows to Jasmina is a lot more special because she's not a stranger. He's looking in her eyes and he feels like he knows her and knows what she needs. It feels a little more important than the first time he said the vows to her. And then they dance all goofy. And in another IDM, he says that the dance is a lot less awkward because he's not holding a stranger. He's holding his wife. And he feels like he's falling for Jasmina. He didn't look very uncomfortable that first dance. Mm They look very cozy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Was that when he was trying to feel on her booty? Yup. <laughs> <laughs> And then he, he's such a goofball. He's like, when was the last time you danced like this? And she says, oh, about a month ago.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Why can't they just be like this all the time? Why? I know. It's just so, it's a beautiful moment. You got me. In an ITM, he says his actions right now show that he's willing to put in the effort. There was a time where he felt like he was doing things out of obligation but now he's willing to put in the work to really find that strong connection and strong bond that they're both looking for. In an ITM with Jasmina, she says that she's shocked and he really recreated the wedding day. They talk about how that was the best day for both of them. So for him to want to relieve the, relive those moments really does mean a lot to her. And then they're just being goofy and dancing and twirling around, being silly. And when we get back to them in in the next scene, we see them just sitting down to dinner. Jasmina asks him if he likes where they are right now. And he says he really, really likes where they are right now. They're talking more. He He actually wants to talk to her. He gets excited. He wants to know how her day is and all about work. Things he wasn't actively doing before, now he generally cares about. He realized that even with those little conversations, he learns so much about her. He really likes where things are right now. And she agrees and says that they finally found the rhythm. She says it does suck that they wasted the first four weeks because they should have been focusing on their marriage and, and they weren't. Mike says because they went through that first month, they are better to equip they're they're better equipped to handle issues going forward. He thinks that's why he doesn't think it's a complete waste. And she agrees. He thinks the biggest thing he's learned is that she's willing to fight for them. She could have walked away because she felt like he wasn't putting in any effort, but she cared enough to say she's going to fight for this. And it showed him that she really cares about the marriage and really wants it to work. And Jasmina is all smiles still. And she says she appreciates him saying that because she couldn't feel... Like, he could feel that from her. And another ITM, Jasmina, says that over the past week, her and Michael have gotten really close. He's listening, and if he continues to make her feel like she means something to him, she could see herself falling for him. She really wants to say yes on decision day. She's really praying that they continue to have nights like this. And just to see if they can get there romantically. At the table, he tells her that if she's willing to fight for this, then he needs to give her 110%. And she says, now, nah. <laughs> and Jasmina says, well, look at both of us. And he goes, yeah, smiling, genuinely smiling, <laughs> not fake smiling. <laughs> he says that if you were to ask him if he was going to say yes on the decision day two weeks ago, he would have said he couldn't imagine they both saying yes. Couldn't fathom it. Going forward, they're not going to harp on the last four weeks. She says, She says, yes, it's definitely the start of a new chapter. It's only up from here. And I thought that was going to be the end of it. But no, then we go back to their apartment. And they're in their comfy clothes already. And he asked how she thought dinner went. She said it was amazing and that she can't believe he did all of that. And then he starts joking around. He's like, oh, you're feeling me right now. You're feeling me. (laughs) And she says, a little bit. But he can tell. He tells her that he's going to continue with one of his favorite parts of the wedding day. And he pulls out a cake. And she's like, yeah, you couldn't put that cake down. (laughs) And I DM, Jasmina says that their one-month anniversary was really amazing. He went above and beyond recreating the wedding day. It makes her look at their situation differently. It shows her that he really wants to change and wants them to change for the better. She's glad they made it to one month without killing each other. They slice up the cake, they eat a slice, they go to bed, he lights a candle and then she gets really excited about him lighting this candle. But apparently he had told her that he would only light the candle when things were going good. He asked her if reliving the wedding day brought them closer and she says 100%. It definitely reminded her of the day and how happy she was and the thoughts of what their future would look like. And it brought all those feelings back and it was just very nice. She wasn't sure if she could ever feel that way again. And she hopes that this feeling continues, but she's happy with where they are at the moment and where it's going. And today was just a highlight. And then she says, what's next? Like if there's things still going on through on. the night. <laughs> He's like, uh, that's that's it. <laughs> but that's where we leave them. All mushy gushy and almost in love. So cute. I just
1: wish they could figure it out. Mm-hmm. Just it seems like it could all be so simple, but right? Shouldn't it be simple?
0: Like You like each other, you have conversations, you
1: get to know each other, you fall in love. No, we have to have a fight about fighting. (laughs) Every other day. Let's get into
0: the biggest fight. Why don't we talk about your fave, your other fave, Olajuwon and Katina.
1: I can't stand him. (laughs) He's terrible. He's a terrible person. Uh. And I think I extra can't stand it because he reminds me of somebody. Oh shit. <laughs> and just
0: that's probably what it is.
1: Seeing his stupid face. <laughs> Burns my biscuits. Speaking of oh, burn biscuits, man. it's time to play our favorite game. Who made breakfast? <laughs> we see that Katina is taking her turn today. Now, if I was a lajuan, I would not want to eat this breakfast. Like, she's making basic scrambled eggs and 80% of it is burnt to the pan. <laughs> I told y'all from day 1, Katina does not know how to boil water. I knew she couldn't cook. I knew. And now we we see. She knows the ways of the internet.
0: If she was unsure about how to make scrambled eggs, shouldn't
1: she have googled it? That's why I don't un- understand people who say they can't cook. If you can follow directions, you can cook. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if you can't follow the directions, that's a whole nother problem. <laughs> Here's a short story. One time I came
0: home to my sister trying to make spaghetti, and this bitch had like the lowest boil ever. I'm like, how long have you been? It looked like hot water. It was not boiling. Yeah. How long have you been doing it? It's been like, 20 minutes and it's still not noodle yet and I was like oh my god read the directions <laughs> you literally can't boil water
1: that's what I say I just I don't understand but whatever now- she's, be- she's better now I'll tell her I'll give you that but man that first time I was I was scared for her you're gonna be hungry like for life <laughs> but yeah the the bacon looked okay but those eggs were a struggle for real <laughs> they were bad nonetheless Elijah unless wrong. it's a
0: secret plan to not having to make breakfast no he's gonna
1: learn her oh damn it because we find that out in the episode description for the next episode <laughs> <laughs> katina's cooking classes continue oh my gosh Uh, so sad nonetheless Olajuwon comes out says good morning with a kiss and that he didn't know that she was up but she says she was trying to surprise him with breakfast which she did he smelled it and it just woke him up out of his sleep it's the perfect way to wake up it's better than Folgers in your cup (laughs) that hot burnt eggs (laughs) just woo, revived him (laughs) he says that he's like a bear and he hibernates until he smells food but they're starting the week off right apparently next we see katina is having a little skype call with her good friend imani she says that they've known each other since they were 10 so she's seen katina in every aspect of her life and always gives great advice katina says that she misses her because it's been a while they haven't seen each other since the wedding (laughs) Uh. (laughs) and to me seeing them on skype makes it to me seem like she's not local maybe so uh, you probably go long amounts of time without seeing her (laughs) like in person so a month shouldn't be a big deal (laughs) Now that you mentioned that before. (laughs) (laughs) Imani asks how married life is going and Katina says that it's definitely been an adjustment. Her and Olajuwon have differences and he gets frustrated with her because he felt like she wasn't being vulnerable with him. She says that at first she felt like she needed to guard herself and Imani asks why. Katina says it's obvious like nobody wants to get hurt girl. (laughs) and Imani says well you're marrying a stranger so yeah but it's kind of like you have to go all in Katina says in the past she's given herself she's given all of herself to the wrong people and it's gotten hurt she didn't realize how much that still affects her now in this current relationship which we've talked about before like yeah the reason I think she's been in so many bad relationships that She's not even phased by yeah, toxicity. She says that she's taking it one day at a time and she feels more comfortable opening up to him now. He's like a safe place for her where she can be vulnerable and let her feelings grow. Mm. When? When When was that? (laughs) When he's not yelling at her. When he's asleep, I guess. Amani says that if Katina is really in this, which she thinks she is, then her heart is already committed to it. She just needs to stay true to what she's feeling inside because this is something she's never experienced before. She just needs to take in all the factors so that she can accurately feel what she needs to feel. She just needs to feel what's in her heart and go with that. Katina says she's going to take that in and she's going to move with her heart now. This is when Amani asks about the, quote unquote, romance department. And Katina gives us like a (laughs) laugh and says, they're attracted to each other for sure. Like he be kissing on my neck and stuff. And we have all the PDA. That's what I don't get.
0: He's always smacking her ass and they did body shots last week. and Really? Nothing happened after that? You stopped yourself? That's what they're
1: telling us. I don't know. Are they pulling up Claire and Ryan? Maybe. I don't know why. I don't know why either. But she says ultimately that they haven't consummated their marriage yet. She says that they want to build an emotional connection. But the minute anything happens, Imani will be the first to know because Katina is going to shoot her a text with her Yelp star rating in it. (laughs) On Twitter, I said one star would not recommend, but that's just me. (laughs) Probably so. Oh god, <laughs> I can't even imagine. I bet he's so
0: selfish. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Like he's already a selfish person in general. What
1: makes you think he's gonna be any different in the bedroom? Next, we see them uh, in a little sequence where they're getting their anniversary gift from the experts. They have the plaque with their vows, the wedding album, champagne, and the most exciting thing, carrot cake they still cannot believe that you could have carrot cake as a a wedding wedding cake option it made me think about the funfetti people i know i really didn't think people got that as a wedding cake but apparently it's okay i didn't even know that was like an option yeah well you can get carrot or funfetti there you go if you're paying for it i don't see why it wouldn't be an option right that's true (laughs) that's true Uh, Next, we see a self-record where Katina is telling us they're celebrating their one-month anniversary. It's a surprise what they're doing because she organized it. She (laughs) hopes that he likes it, but he has no clue on what's going on. All he knows is it's something he's never tried before. Did you notice this? Again, Mm -hmm. Olajuwon does not have his shirt on. He never has his shirt on. Why? (laughs) He has on an because undershirt. He likes but not an actual shirt. See. Yeah, he likes to show off. So weird. Because yeah, in the next scene we see them walking down the steps to the river. And he has on a collared shirt at that point. Yeah. He says, oh, this is some Italy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Romantic. <laughs> and she says, yes. You've never done this before, right? And he says, no. And an ITM Katina says that Traditionally, people think that the man would plan the date, but she doesn't think like that. She says she would rather take things into her own hands and do what she wants to do, <laughs> rather than him planning and it suck.
0: Which, I which did. is funny because he was just so impressed with movie night; like she couldn't plan shit.
1: That's true. He did not think that she was capable of thinking of that. Thinking and of putting to her. A... Yes. She says that this is the one month anniversary. He can plan the one year. So then the troll editors give us a scene of Olajuwon saying that Katina gifted him with the gondola ride. And he can't <laughs> express how romantic a gondola ride is. <laughs> it means a lot to him because Katina always figures out how she can bring her turn up world into his relaxed world. He's at a loss for words yet he won't shut up then we see them toasting in the gondola (laughs) (laughs) and katina asks him if he knows why she picked this he says no she tells him that lately he's been saying that he wants to travel a lot and she's been to italy and this is something that she did there so it feels like you know they're away from home even though they're in the middle of the charles river or whatever Yeah, and then it shows a montage of them riding on the gondola (laughs) they smooch under the bridges and all that stuff Katina says that she knows what she's doing when she comes when it comes to this and I mean she doesn't run what is it that first date Boston IG for no reason (laughs) she's got the date thing down yeah Because he says he needs to step his game up. Uh, We could have told him that. Uh, Easily. Eleven episodes ago. He says that for the last week, she's really been showing him who she is. And he loves that they had a bounce back because he was scared that that wasn't going to happen. She said she knew they were going to come back from it because she knew he was just tripping over nothing. (laughs) And they laugh about it. Katina says, ultimately, she's happy. If they didn't have any fights or issues, she might not want to be in it. That's bad. Weird. Yeah, that's not normal. (laughs) Back in the ITM, Olajuwon tells us that he and his wife, as he loves to say, Mm -hmm. are growing emotionally and even physically. He feels like she's starting to understand him, and on a scale of 1 to 10, They're at an 8.5, maybe a 9 at this point. He says the process has made him understand his wife and he's loving it so far and hopefully one day he'll be able to say he loves his wife too. Back on the gondola, he says that he's been learning, they've been learning a lot from each other and it's cool because they balance each other out. He's learned to talk to her and not at her. Mm. This is the one takeaway that he's had in 30 days because he's going to mention it 10,000 more times this episode. It's like the the one thing that stuck in his mind <laughs> yeah. from the experts. So, he tells Katina that he really enjoyed the ride and it's the nicest thing that someone's ever done for him. If you would have asked him, he wouldn't even know what this is. And then they both repeatedly say gondola wrong multiple times. <laughs>
0: She's I think she to... knows how to say it,
1: but he's saying it so wrong; it's messing her up.
0: And because you can see when she says it, she's like confused about what's coming out of her mouth. <laughs> she's like, fucker, is making me say it wrong."
1: <laughs> but ultimately, they land on gondolier, or gondola, and then Ganja.
0: The... yeah, yeah. gondola,
1: yes, and then the gondolier, who is the person that drives the boat says that ganja is something else to olajuwon and he says he definitely knows (laughs) and we all know he knows because we saw this show a couple weeks ago where he was fried out of his brain yeah and of course they all laugh so that was their date night out uh the next scene they're back home after the ganja ride and not ganja ride Oh, I can't believe how many times they said it wrong. You know, it's so funny. Elajuan <laughs> uh, is asking Katina how she feels, and she says she feels happy. She doesn't know how to explain how her heart feels, but she's still happy with him. He says he feels great, too. She says that he's added to her joy, and she thinks they can make it in the long run. How, Katina?
0: Because she just really wants to be married, and that's it. I think that's that's the line there. It doesn't care who he is. <laughs> she doesn't care who he is or how she make, he makes her feel. She's married and that's
1: it. She wants to be married. Happily ever after. No. Mm. In an ITM, Olajuwon says that they've been through so much. They've been through thick and thin at this point. But the one month anniversary was successful. It was really good and nice. He feels blessed to have a woman in his life that changed him. So they cut back to him telling this to Katina, basically. He says that the man sitting with her on the couch is a great man. And he's becoming that because his wife calls out his errors without even doing it, just being who she is. He says he was quick to point the finger, but he doesn't want to do that anymore. Instead, he's going to ask himself what he could be doing better. He tells Katina that she is an amazing woman and he enjoys everything every moment with her even her terrible cooking because (laughs) even though it's not the best it's something they can work on Uh, he says he wouldn't change her for anything and in his heart he feels like he's reached another level because he's feeling her and there's a difference between liking you and feeling you which we've all known he's been smitten kitten this entire time since she walked Mm -hmm. down the aisle Yep. he's just been fighting with himself which is kind of what katina says this is the first time he's really telling her he's got you know his fee and she just eats it up with a spoon as usual okay. mm-hmm. she says let's go to bed and gets up from the couch like you said he gives her a slap on the ass and they close the door on us only to find out that they were brushing their teeth together like good christians
0: Holding each other and brushing each So
1: weird. <laughs> eating a toothpaste in her hair. <laughs> so weird. Then Katina tells us that it was nice of him to say that he's feeling her and made her feel happy, but she already knew it. He just needed to tell himself, basically. <laughs> but nonetheless, it did make her feel good knowing that he can acknowledge that he's not an easy person to deal with. Then it cuts back to them in the bedroom. And for some reason, Katina doesn't have pajamas to wear. She didn't do the wash. I don't know
0: what she does all day working from home. (laughs) (laughs) Not laundry and not cooking.
1: (laughs) Maybe she's actually working. Imagine that. Oh, my gosh.
0: I'm surprised. That was like a good setup for him to say shit. And he didn't say anything.
1: Nope. He gives her some basketball shorts and a tank top. And she goes into the bathroom to change. While he's waiting, he asks her where the stuff is from the experts from last week. And she says it's in the drawer. Does he need the handcuffs? And that perks him up. And he says, do you want me to use the handcuffs? Are you going to (laughs) handcuff me to the bed for no reason? And she just kind of laughs it off. She eventually walks out of the bathroom in his outfit and says you know you couldn't have given me cuter clothes <laughs> he says nope she looks like a basketball player and he always wanted an athletic wife
0: someone says oh, the internet oh the internet so he he gave her those clothes because he secretly just wants to fuck himself <laughs> i mean Which
1: i'm yeah i mean they can't argue <laughs> he loves himself the most I was waiting for her to have a Janet Jackson nipple slip because he gave her I one knew. of those like huge, like lifting tank tops where like the hole is the whole side. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they get into bed, they get situated and snuggled up and we get a voiceover of Katina saying that there were times when she was honestly worried they wouldn't be able to make it. But this anniversary makes her look forward to future anniversaries. She feels like their marriage is on a good path. They're still getting to know each other, and their relationship is definitely growing. She's excited to see what the next weeks have in store for them, and she's grateful that her love story is not filled with negativity. She hopes there's more anniversaries to come, and she slips up and says, I just love, wait, not love, (laughs) whoa, I just like being with my husband. Yeah, we're going to see how much you like him soon. So at this point, Dr. Pepper tells us that all the couples are halfway to decision day and they're on different paths. So it's important for them to meet with each other, to discuss how far they've come and to provide support and advice for those who need it. So we're going to have another group outing. We see all the couples piling into the sprinter van to take them over to dinner. Uh, Once they kind of get going, they pop some champagne and toast to each other to uh, congratulations on making it through the first month they're having dinner at a place called cobblestones restaurant i tried to look it up but i couldn't find anything the only thing that came up was like a casual like lunch place not a like white tablecloth restaurant hmm. so i don't know what that's about oh i tried to look up the gondola thing too and i couldn't find anything anything recent um All I could find was a company that was operational, like maybe three or four years ago, but they're not now. So I don't know what that's about either, but I did look. Uh, So they're sitting down together and Mark is the first one to ask the question. He says, how does everyone feel about their partner? Are you falling more in love with them? Still getting to know them? And Lindsay says, yeah, like, yeah, how's it going? Why don't you answer? And he says he wants to hear (laughs) from the group first. But Lindsay just can't be quiet, and she spills the beans, and on the third day, she said, I love you, and he was shocked by it, and she said, you know, she's just, I'm just going to love you, support you, and be there 100%, and he was still really taken aback by all of this. Then they show her, like, petting his face, and- And he hates it. Yes, he, like, (laughs) literally, like, has to put his hand up and, like, wave her away, because he says he's not a two-year-old. He's a grown man. Stop touching me. that's his best
0: friend. That's his best friend.
1: <laughs> well, Nonetheless, everybody at the table is laughing at him.
0: Yeah.
1: Noe says that she had puppy love right away. But they're at the stage where she likes Steve, loves him, and is in love with him. And then Lindsay says... Oh, well, they all start joking because he got all three. <laughs> He got the grand slam. And then Steve says that it sounded like liking him was higher than loving him. (laughs) And this is when Lindsay says love is a big word. Does that come with any action? Insinuating whether or not they've consummated their marriage. And Noi finally confirms officially that they have for sure been hooking up, which we all knew. Mm -hmm. But then being Lindsay, she has to take it a step further and ask if they're enjoying themselves. Oh my god. To which Noi just shoots her a look because she's getting too far in their business now. Yeah. So they don't answer. Not cute. Yeah. Then we hear Jasmina say that she didn't expect marriage to be easy, but she definitely, definitely didn't expect it to be hard on like day two. <laughs> There's been so many times that her and Michael weren't on the same page, but they just had to have a real honest conversation with themselves about what they want. Now, they've both made a promise that every day they're going to treat it like decision day and give 100%. The other couple say that's fire. That's fire. It is fire. Uh, Mark says that it hasn't been an easy process for him and Lindsay either. They've had some tough weeks. For them, they need to focus on what their current life looks like outside of the experiment once that's over. They need to align in a healthy way to make it easier to go into decision day on the same page, but they need to work towards getting to that page. Lindsay says for her, she's been in 100% since the beginning and Mark is basically giving her whiplash because he keeps (laughs) going in and out and is jerking her around basically. She said week two and three, she needed to see commitment and consistency from him. And at the end of the day, she loves everything about him. And again, she starts petting him. This time she's like touching the back and the top of his head. And it's to the point that Jasmina has to point out to Lindsay that Mark doesn't like this because of the face that he's making. Showing that he's obviously annoyed. And what does Lindsay do? What she always does. Laughs it off.
0: And does it some more. (laughs) Yeah.
1: She says, he's afraid of me, but I like that. So weird. Then they talk a little bit about communication styles where Lindsay is more upfront and in your face versus Mark, who is more reserved. Then uh, Michael says that he and Jasmina have made progress since the last time the group saw each other. Things weren't clicking at all, you know, back then, but now they're in a place where they're both positive and they're on the same page. He's excited for the future and where things could go, but they still have a lot of work to do for the next four weeks in terms of. In terms of having deeper conversations about what life looks like if they stay married jasmine agrees with everything he says but is also hoping that they do that so that the romance can be in the picture because it's not at this point at all right now she can't picture herself saying yes on decision day if she doesn't have feelings romantically she says that she knows if they continue to be consistent and keep in mind why they're in this process and continue to give 100%, it'll get there. Steve says for him and Noi, they have two different styles when it comes to the issues. Noi likes to have space to collect her thoughts and get her emotions together so she doesn't lash out. But for him, he thinks that that can make the problem worse and fester to a point where it just grows. So he's hoping that they can find a middle ground he needs to be able to give her space, and she needs to be able to reach a solution faster, which is what he needs. Noi says that she's trying, and he says that he understands that they're both doing their best and trying. They're going to work through it. They have a great foundation, and if they stay committed through this, they could really have the life that they dreamed about together. Noy says that it's exciting to think, hey, we could really do this. They actually see an end point and can start planning a family together and kids. And Jasmina spits out, wait, y'all talking about kids already? Am I going (laughs) to have a niece or a nephew? And that gets like a big laugh from the group. This is when Katina speaks up and says it's about consistency for her too. She feels like she and Olajuwon get along well and have a solid foundation she feels like he's turned over a new leaf and become a new calmer version of himself. And she's been able to be more herself too. So for her, she just wants to have that continue. And she's also thinking about whether they can see, you know, being in each other's lives beyond the experiment. Now the whole time during this dinner, they have been showing shots of Olajuwon giving like blank stares, (laughs) into space (laughs) when other people are talking he's looking rosy in the face like he normally does when he's frustrated yep and he starts off by saying that he and katina have great chemistry but he questions if it's marriage chemistry or friendship chemistry he says he goes off of what he sees and he noticed something today on the way to dinner that bothered him it actually made him question, is this marriage real? Then we see an ITM of Katina saying she has no idea what's going on. She's just as lost as everybody else at the table. So it cuts back to the group dinner where it's obviously awkward now. There's definitely tension at the table. Olajuwon has made this very calculated choice to Mm -hmm. let this go on during the dinner and bring up this conversation in front of everyone before talking to Katina about it in private to once again embarrass her in front of these people. Yep. Then we get a voiceover where Elajuan tells us that on or in the van on the ride over to the restaurant, he borrowed Katina's phone for some reason and decided to swipe through it. And he saw something that didn't sit well with him. He tried to let it go, but he just can't do it anymore then they show us the footage from inside the bus where uh, we see Michael Olajuwon and Katina sitting on the bus Mike and Katina are pouring the champagne for everybody to do the toast Mm -hmm. and we see Olajuwon just scrolling through homegirl's phone like nothing but if you notice later that's actually his phone Oh, because it's white and then when Mm -hmm. we see them later her phone is black, his phone is white huh so this is why we say is this real fight or no okay but and you know in the footage she's totally unfazed by him having her phone she's Mm -hmm. just going about her business not paying any attention like someone who doesn't have anything to hide exactly exactly then we go back to the dinner and he tells Katina or he asks her if she wants him to bring it up he'll talk about it right now you already brought Mm -hmm. it up to shame her What, what are you talking about
0: what a dick man
1: and of course she says no i don't want you to say it because i don't even know what you're talking about why would you want to reveal it in front of everybody and an itm she again says that she's really confused about what's happening a minute ago they were kissing at the table and now he's flipping out on her total jekyll and hyde and she has no idea what set this off then we go to a dueling itm with elajuan and the producer is asking him how he feels about decision day. And his tone has changed. Once again, he says, it's up in the air right now. He never had a solid answer, but he's going to have a solid answer by the end of the day. He's going oh to do this. So then they go back to the group where Katina is saying she has still no idea what he's talking about. So they obviously need to have a conversation later in private. He says he, wouldn't have, he would have brought it up to her before, but he just saw it on the way to the restaurant i feel like he said that like trying to hint her and like make her question like well what happened between mm-hmm. home and here but again she's just she has nothing to hide so she's like i don't know what the hell all we did was right on the bus what happened on the bus but also
0: like you see it why don't you just what's this right just real quick what's this what's the purpose of festering on it on the <laughs> during
1: the whole ass dinner Tim bears her to bring it up in front of everybody. So everybody knows what Mm. a bad person Katina is. Oh my god. Um, She tells him that he shouldn't have brought this up in front of everybody at dinner without addressing it with her in private. He says that he told her her in his vows that he was going to be honest and truthful. And she says, okay, that's fine, but there's a difference between being honest and insinuating something in front of everybody. That's not what's happening here. Yeah. You know, it's like throwing gas on a flame that you didn't even know was burning. Like, what is happening? Uh, Again, he tells her he's not talking at her. He's talking with her. And he says he has to be honest with her and himself. And again, Katina questions, how is this being honest when you're saying, all you're saying is that you noticed something on the way here that you didn't like. He couldn't even wait till the dinner was over to bring it up. He says that he doesn't have to engage in what it is. He's just trying to address it so she knows that her husband is not okay. And now it's her job to figure out what the problem is with her husband. Oh my God. So let's play games, basically. Yeah. Then he says, towards the table, because he's not talking at Katina, <laughs> he's talking with her. <laughs> Whatever it is. When he explains it, it shouldn't be a conversation because she's his wife and that's how petty it is. But this is when Lindsay pipes up and says that she totally understands alajuan because they're so much alike. She knows that he's ride or die for that bitch Katina, but that bitch Katina is like, I don't even know what the hell that happened. Or I don't know what's going on or what happened. Now this is how I know Katina is really in her head because there's no way she would let Lindsay pass <laughs> With calling her a bitch twice.
0: Well, here's the thing. In After Party, Keisha takes this as Lindsay defending
1: her. Do you take this as Lindsay defending her? No, not necessarily. I don't either. Because the first thing she says is she understands Olajuwon. Where
0: Olajuwon is coming from, yeah. But then she says that Katina has no idea what you're talking about. So. I don't know. She's just stating fact. <laughs>
1: I guess so. Yeah, I'm right. Uh, Anyway, Olajuwon tells Lindsay that it's like a spit in his face. And it's something that he is not okay with. And he's being dead serious. It's something that he doesn't even want to address on camera because it can get ugly. Then why the fuck are you bringing it up on camera? Right. So yeah, here we go with the manipulation games. I don't like this at all. Mm -mm. Jasmina says it's the way he brought it up without Katina knowing puts her in an awkward place now and it's in front of all of them because they don't know what you're talking about either. Where is this coming from? And Katina says, yeah, two seconds ago we were just fine and holding hands. And they're basically trying to explain to him that Katina didn't like his delivery or the unknown about it. Noy chimes in as well and says that this definitely needed to be a private conversation. At that point, Katina says she's done with dinner. She's ready to go. And production does interviews with all three of the other couples and asks them how they feel about the situation. And they all just kind of say they understood that Katina was blindsided and they don't understand what's going on. But it's an issue that Katina and Olajuwon need to handle on their own in private. I'd like to give a special shout out here to Drunk Lindsay, who could barely stand up in their couple's interview. (laughs) That red wine was hitting, I guess. Mm Mm-hmm. And even after causing this whole giant scene, he still expects her to walk out arm in arm with him. Yeah, I saw that. I'm surprised she didn't do it. But yeah. I don't know. She's she's hard to read most of the time. Did you notice her little, like, baby bag? I did. (laughs) So after that amazing dinner... They're back at it's home, so good. and Katina is sitting uh, at the island in the kitchen. And Elijahon asks to see her phone. This is when we see that his phone is the white phone, and her phone is the black phone because he has mm-hmm. his phone in his hand. Um, he swipes around a couple times and goes straight to an app and asks her why she has it. And she says that it's old. He says that doesn't matter. Why do you have it? Again, she tells him at it's old. And she doesn't have a profile on the app anymore. In a voiceover, she tells us that the app has been on her phone for a couple of years. She literally forgot it was there, which happens. Yeah. While we were recording this, I said I couldn't find an app because it's (laughs) hidden in all the other shit that's on my phone. (laughs) So it goes back to them in the apartment. And he says, what if I would have had that? How would you feel? She says she would have asked him about it and he could explain himself. Alajwan then goes on to say the fact that she still has it on her phone and is keeping it there is spitting in his face. That was the first thing he deleted from his phone. <laughs> she tries to explain herself and he tells her to pipe down basically by talking over her and says all he hears is, ex- is excuses. She's trying to explain to him that she's not giving an excuse, and he over-talks her again and says, yes, they're excuses. If the app is on your phone, it's an excuse because you're going to say, whatever you're going to say is an excuse for why the app is there. You're married. <laughs> if your friend was married and told you that they had an app on their phone, would you think that's fucked up? Answer it. And she says yes, and is trying to continue, but he cuts her off again, and he says, okay, <laughs> that's all I need to hear. If I had this on my phone. Would you think that's fucked up for Olajuwon? Even if I hadn't used it, would that be fucked up? She says that she would ask him about it, and if she could see that he's not active or didn't have an account, she wouldn't be at the same level of psycho that he's at right now. And, again, shouting over her while she's trying to talk, he tells her that She's finding like shoulda, coulda, woulda scenarios when literally that's what he asked her. He asked her. Yeah. And she's trying to answer you. She tells him he's not listening. And while she's trying to talk, he tells her you're a stranger and about how he's put 100% faith into a woman that he does not know. He's putting his heart into this woman. He's deleted every single fucking thing that makes you question who he is as a person, a.k.a. scrubbed his phone of Isaac's wholeness. Yeah. You had to do that because you can't control yourself. Yeah. None of that. Nothing you deleted from your phone was for her benefit. Mm -hmm. Uh, To this, Katina rolls her eyes because she, too, is smelling the bullshit. He calls her out on rolling her eyes. And she says she's rolling her eyes because he's yelling at her. And he says, that's fine. Then we don't need to talk. And then they both kind of go in with production, trying to get the mics off. They shut down <laughs> filming. We're done for the night. That's it. This is over. Then we see in an interview where Wong is saying he's put too much into this to be having for her to be having shit on her phone. He doesn't have that kind of stuff on his phone, and she needs to give him the same level of respect. Once again, he's questioned her character because you shouldn't be on dating apps if you're married. That's just simple common sense. He doesn't like to use the word divorce. But if you're at the point where you're asking the experts to find you love, then you need to be off the apps because that doesn't make sense. If you wanted to be out there looking for yourself, then you shouldn't have signed up for Married at First Sight because you obviously don't need the help. And that's where we end.
0: I have a question because I've never had these apps because I dated before apps, but it'll show your active or not like will it show your first your last swipe or whatever or not really like if he were to open it and see would he be able to see if she was active or not active by like messages or whatever yeah okay so this could have easily been solved so if he had her phone why didn't he
1: just open the app and see questions that need answers Mm -hmm. because she's saying she doesn't even have an account so if you open the app, it's going to ask you to log in. Log in. Exactly. Yeah. I wondered, too, which app it is and if that was the reason he was mad. Like, Why? if it was Tinder versus, like, Match.com, where it's, like, a hookup app versus, like, actual dating. Uh, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: So. Well, he ain't putting out, so.
1: I mean. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> so, yeah, that was a question I had. Hmm. Because there is a difference.
0: Yeah. I think it could have easily been resolved.
1: This is him. He just wants to choose negativity and violence. Mm -hmm. He always (sighs) needs to have an out. Yeah. Especially now that he's admitted he has feelings. No, he has to have something to hold over her.
0: Well, they go into this on After Party. You want me to do some highlights from After Party? Go for it. Go for it. So, the folks on here were Katina, Jasmina, and Melissa Fredericks. She's the wife of the guy from last week, <laughs> but she's also on The Bald and the Beautiful. She is the beautiful. So, she's like super hyped to be there. <laughs> you can tell she's a yeah, super fan. <laughs> yeah. She said that she's excited for all the black girl magic on the stage. People got so mad about that why I don't know they're they're beautiful black smart women on stage sharing a stage why not be excited for that that's really dumb read it in shambles
1: why does it have to be black girl magic why can't it be everyone's magic
0: oh my that god! that kind of shit
1: <laughs>
0: oh I, I felt like it was too were in
1: full force. It was too performative. They were acting too hyped up, and they were using slang and did it like all this dumb oh shit. Oh my gosh!
0: Well, I know people were upset about having guests on. Period. Yeah, but uh, we were talking about this earlier. You know how else are they supposed to fill these time slots? This is this is all volunteer. Mm-hmm. That's why Katina's on there so long. She's volunteering to come on.
1: Yeah, just like Johnny last season.
0: Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm yeah and last season brett didn't come on at all she don't she was done she was done with this whole process so this season we don't have chris or Alyssa anymore so they're out of the picture so now you're down to the four other couples and if the other couples don't want to participate they don't want to participate so
1: there's that (laughs) exactly yeah they only have so much to work with and they're trying to put butts in the seats I guess. And, you know, experiment. Try something different.
0: Yeah, Make I mean, this whole thing is
1: different with the different host and everything. So what's the problem? Yep. And to trying to get more exposure for the show. I mean, like we've said, these people that they have on have platforms and could yes. be introducing them to a new audience that isn't already watching the show.
0: Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I had no problems. I, she seemed very nice and reasonable and funny um so there's that but either way she's like super psyched as a super fan to be there uh she said that you know you see people on tv and they're like characters and so to see them in real real life you humanize them and now she's going to go home and watch and really root for jasmina and katina they asked jasmina and katina how they feel about having melissa there and jasmina says that she's looking forward to hearing from a fan's perspective instead of trolls on the internet which is Kind of interesting since they are trolls. What on the internet. we there's trolls on the internet harassing her currently, and Katina's kind of the same thing. She says that she's excited to hear from a viewer and see what Melissa has picked on up on that she hasn't. Uh, the drink, the signature drink of the episode, was a milestone mule: ginger beer, vodka, and lime. And really, the episode they just go into. Jasmina's situation and Katina's situation. They show a clip of Olajuwon and one of their arguments and Katina just kind of laughs it off. Like she's kind of just so lazadaisical about it, right? Like it's not a big deal, but it is a big deal. (laughs) And then she explains her method of handling Olajuwon of let him just talk it out and not fight him on anything Versus if she started arguing with him, it would just build and get bigger. So she just doesn't say anything. And then they show the clip with Dr. Viviana and Katina crying and Katina to this Katina says that she just feels bad for herself when she looks at it because she knows she's a solid woman and that she didn't deserve that. Melissa at this point pipes up and she says that Katina handles conflict like a vet and that her, way of handling him is like the the best way to handle him basically and jasmina says that she likes Lajwan and she can get over him being like this because he always catches himself after the fact and corrects himself
1: so that's why she lets it slide so there's that yeah even on on this week's episode of the bald and the beautiful they talk about it a little bit and uh yeah, Melissa says there's absolutely no way she could handle someone like Olajuwon with the patience that Katina does. She Mm -hmm. says it's just not possible. (laughs) She couldn't do it. And um, even going back to last week, I know we were talking about how we thought, well, we wanted Kevin to kind of get in on Olajuwon. Yeah. He said he's so nice. It's hard because he's really super nice in person. He says that (laughs) to a man. And he knows he like came straight off. He's like, yeah, I know I look like, a shitty person. I know. I look bad on TV. I know. And was very (laughs) upfront about it. So he's like, "Yeah, it's like, okay, you can't shit on someone when they just, like, apologized. (laughs) So, that was his take. I'd
0: I'd like to try.
1: (laughs) But yeah, he's aware.
0: Uh, Let's see. Then they show the clip where Mike is talking to his friend Travis. And that whole scene where he explains... Where he wasn't, he was doing what he thought he needed to do instead of listening to what Jasmina wanted. And everybody was just kind of gushing over that. And Melissa says that that was Husbandry 101 and that she applauds him. And they asked Jasmina, like, what's the difference now? And he, she says, well, now he just doesn't shut up, he talks a lot. <laughs> Which you can see in this episode, he talked a lot during this episode, um, just kind of expressing his feelings to a whole nother level, which was really interesting, but I could definitely tell the difference between this episode and last episode. Mm-hmm. She also says she's never laughed so hard with anyone in her life like she does with Mike. And um, yeah, that she really enjoyed the the recreating of their wedding. And then she starts to cry because she thought it was just so beautiful and moving. So we showed that. Another part, Keisha, we talked about the charm bracelet. Keisha asked how uh, Katina how Olajuwon surprises her. And she says that Olajuwon, for their wedding, got her a charm br- bracelet. And every once in a while when they hit like a milestone or something, he'll get her a charm and she adds it to the charm bracelet. So that's his way of showing love i guess i don't know <laughs> keisha asks melissa if katina and jasmina can make it to d day uh, to I put d day to decision day and she says like a yes like right away to jasmina but when she gets to katina she says that katina was made for a one because no one else would have the patience for him but she never really answers the question which I thought was pretty telling, but in like a really slick, sly way.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like not... she didn't want to bash her. Yeah, she's she's not a fan. <laughs>
0: mm-mm, mm-mm. Then they show the dinner scene, and Keisha says, "You know it's real bad if Lindsay's trying to defend you, so that's why I brought it up earlier." And they both, everybody, kind of just sums up the the argument of he was intentionally trying to embarrass her and trying to put her on the spot. Jasmina said she was really upset and that Mike was really trying to calm her down. And it turns out Mike knew. I guess maybe Olajuwon told him, maybe on the bus or something. I don't know. Yeah. But she didn't like how he brought it to the table at all. And Melissa says that if there was ever a moment that she wanted Katina to go off, it was then (laughs) because it was embarrassing and unnecessary.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. At this point, both Keisha and Melissa thought think that one is scared because he's all the way in, he has all the feelings, and he's operating in fear. So if he's operating in fear and then he's creating fear. Uh, Keisha asked what if Kevin had done this to Melissa and Melissa's like yeah if this if her husband ever tried anything like this there would be a free Melissa hashtag born. <laughs> Katina and Jasmina could not figure out what was going on like what he was talking about they went home together she didn't go home with one. and so they thought it was about a Tito's bottle apparently there was no alcohol on the bus so Lindsay went and got a bottle of Tito's and brought it down and so they thought that Olajuwon was upset about that for some reason um, they show another clip of Katina going off and saying you're going to see the real Katina blah 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 And so Keisha asks, who's the real Katina? And she says the real Katina was the Katina on the catamaran when she went off on Lindsay. And yeah, she just says it's just hard to watch. It was a really small thing and it could have been avoided. But instead of that, it got bigger. And she tried to apologize. Why is she apologizing? Because it's her
1: fault.
0: (laughs) She tried to apologize to Elijah but he was not ready to receive it and uh yeah Keisha asked Melissa if she thinks Olajuwon's behavior is a red flag and she says definitely (laughs) it's a big red flag but she likes him because she's grown to like him over the season but yeah he's a big walking red flag and that this whole journey has been an emotional roller coaster all the and this episode in particular was warm and fuzzy until the very end
1: and that's after party that's the show Did you see the next coming on the next episode? Yeah, I did. Jasmina doesn't know how to drive. Oh, I guess I didn't. I didn't see that. (laughs) Yeah, Michael's teaching her how to drive. Oh, that's hilarious. Then there was Lindsay eating the raw corn at the grocery store. I saw saw that. Steve and Noy have a fight because Mm he wants to split up the duties and she says he can kiss her ass. Yep, saw that. We see Katina crying after this fight. I'm tired of seeing Katina cry. Me too. Especially over this dumbass. Right. Um uh, we see Yasmina or Yasmina. Jasmina saying that she doesn't have feelings for Michael. And Michael saying that he doesn't think he'll say yes on decision day. <laughs> so I guess we got one nice episode of them, and that's gonna be it.
0: Total opposite of this episode.
1: Oh well. It was a nice, warm, fuzzy feeling while we had it. Yep. And then we see Mark and Lindsay arguing again. And again, him with putting the boundaries as far as her physically touching him. Mm -hmm. They're having a conversation and she's trying to grab on his arm and he's like, you don't have to do that. Which pisses her off and she storms off out the door. I'm done. I'm done. (laughs) She puts on her coat with her ball gown and storms out the door (laughs) why does she have a floor length gown on i don't understand that's just what she wears on tuesday i don't know
0: i hate when she wears that blue dress on after party because it matches the chair
1: she's sitting in don't both her outfits match those chairs i think so i think so too Mm -hmm. like why didn't somebody tell her not to wear blue right because they don't like her i mean good enough for me (laughs) wrap it up (laughs) <laughs> okay,
0: thanks so much. <laughs> thanks much so, so much for joining us as we cover Married at First Sight season fourteen in Boston. If you have any cheesement to send our way, just look us up on Instagram at Cheese McQueen's podcast and on Twitter at Cheese McQueen's. Every Wednesday, Igby live tweets the episode, so catch her there. And uh, yeah, that's all I got. You got anything, Igby? You no, know I don't. You know I don't. All right. Well then, bye. See ya.